You're listening to the Fedora Chronicles radio show, number 51, the Strange Audio Investigation Edition. This time on the show, Doug Palobo and I listen to strange audio clips from around the internet and debate their legitimacy. You can always reach the staff of the Fedora Chronicles via all of our social media outlets from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Hey, we even have a Pinterest page. Um, and especially our own forum, The Electric Speakeasy. All of these outlets are great ways for you to tell us what you think about the show and give us suggestions on topics that you would like to hear in the, in the near future or the distant future, because I'm not planning on quitting this thing anytime soon. We have a buffet of awesomeness over on our Zazzle page, zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Uh, right now, especially for Halloween, our uh, biggest seller is our Flying Fedora Skull logo. You can get it on coffee mugs, shirts, aprons, flasks, cell phone and laptop covers, keychains. Uh, and I think the thing is, is that for a limited time only, you can actually get our Fedora Chronicles uh, Flying Skull logo on caskets. But it's for only for limited time only here on the, the Halloween special here. You can support the show via another way by going through our Amazon links. Products are delivered right to your door while we get a little something in return with no added cost to you. Just clink the Amazon links that are scattered throughout the Fedora Chronicles and uh, we get a little little kickback as a thank you. Um, it's a great way to keep the lights on, the drinks flowing, the, uh, the candy going out the door to the little, little goblins. Let's see. Oh, and hey, um, you know what? Hey, let's forget about uh, Halloween because by the time you hear this, hey, Halloween may even be over. So what's after Halloween? Thanksgiving. And when you think Thanksgiving, you think, well, you think a big, huge dinner feast with family, but you also think about Christmas shopping. So if you're shopping for a brand new fedora for somebody in your family, where do you go? Where do you go to find a good quality Fedora vendor that's not going to rip you off? Well, of course, you go to the Fedora Chronicles, of course. And you click on a vendor page, and there is a list of vendors who have been pre-approved by all of our members. Not just me, not just Doug Palumbo, but all the members of the Fedora Chronicles. These, all these vendors have been highly rated by you, our members, and you, our listeners. God, I sound like this is PBS. Um, by the way, can I, did I tell you you can get your own tote bag over at Zazzle? Yeah, I think I did. So the thing is, is that it's like if you're buying a fedora for yourself or if you're buying a fedora for somebody else this Christmas, go to thefedorachronicles.com, click the logo or the link to the vendors page, check out our vendors. They are all aces because they've been pre-approved and verified and scrutinized by you, our members. Uh, so what else is there to say here? Um... Yeah, I read, I, geez, I read all the announcements already. Well, I got a couple more announcements, but I'm going to save them for next week. So before we go any further, um, I'm just going to cut to the chase. And here, once again, is Dunk Palumbo and myself talking about the scary sounds that we found all over the Internet. And uh, what do we think about their legitimacy?
Now, you know what that's from. It's from Unsolved Mysteries. Exactly. I used to love that television show with Robert Stack in the... Uh, that show was the greatest. The 80s and early 90s. It was, it was just... It, 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 it's campy and silly in its presentation, but it, it got me interested and exposed me to a lot of... Um, a, a, a lot of topics that would have been outside of my normal experience had it not been for that television show. Okay, well, here's the thing. Let's talk about some of those weird things that um, were left uncovered. What do you want to do first? Do you want to do? You want to talk about the shadow people, like we said we were going to do, or do you want to play strange sounds? Let's do strange sounds first. All right, and I'm going to read to you first the description here, and it okay. says this is um, uh, from the YouTube, and this is directly from. By the way, so many other websites have a series on the scariest sounds, and the scariest sounds keep showing up. So here's one of Russian number stations, which broadcast a single buzz monotone every 25 minutes for every hour. One minute before the hour, the tone changes to the manner it does in the clip. It's been broadcasting since 1987 and has only been interrupted on a couple of occasions when it aired garbled, distorted, coded messages and then resumed the broadcasting the buzz. I'm going to play this and let's see if we can hear it. It sounds like some distortion and a buzz. Yeah. But somebody is broadcasting this somewhere in Russia. And as it says in the description, once in a while somebody will get on and just start talking numbers. They, there has to be a way to track down where that's coming from. A lot of people have tried to do that. It's so far deep into Russian territory that we as Americans or any of us in the Western world, we can't go in there and find out what it is. Now, it could be, I don't know, it could be any number of things, but I, and, and it, it, it's probably so innumerable what it could be that I'm not even going to guess, but uh, it could also just be some guy, I'm going to be annoying and play this, this eh, eh, eh sound and just do it. What, is, is there any talk? Or anything written about what it could be? Yeah, as a matter of fact, what a lot of people seem to think, some of the speculations is, it's Soviet spies being able to receive orders or messages just by tuning into this one specific frequency. By the, one of the things that they don't they don't tell you in this one article where I found this is that there are number stations all all across the radio spectrum, UHF, VHF all over the spectrum and so many different countries have their own number stations and the thing a lot of thing a lot of people think is, is like okay if you're a spy with a shortwave radio and you want to get your instructions and not be traced instead of dialing into somewhere just tune in to this number station this radio frequency on your shortwave radio and and listen to it and it's like and then once in a while they'll just start reading off numbers in russian and then it'll just go back to the buzzing um, and the, and so the numbers could be code in some book that leads them to whatever their message is. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, a, like a, like to a cipher book. Exactly. Or something like that. Exactly. 
I mean, the thing is, is that it's, it's genius because the thing is, is that it's like you can't track somebody receiving a radio signal. Right. Good point. How far does it broadcast out? And is it rebroadcast? Um, yeah, it, I mean, apparently it does. It does. It, it's like it's on specific frequencies that um, you can easily hear from all over the world. Oh, like shortwave. Shortwave. Okay, I'm sorry. The problem that I've had in preparing, quote-unquote preparing for this, is that it's hard to determine, like, the website that you go to or YouTube or whatever it is. It's hard to determine if it's legitimate or just somebody playing an elaborate prank because you can make a website or a channel or anything look legitimate and not – and just put on – Oh, this is a sound of a ghost and rattle some chains. We got this in an old abandoned warehouse. Or so. I mean, it's hard to determine if they really made these recordings or if they're, you know, legitimate. So in trying to vet some of these sounds, it's it's hard to find something that seems as as close to, you know, yeah. quote unquote real as possible. Exactly. You know, so you're you're not playing just some random sound that somebody made. Exactly. I'm gonna pl I'm gonna play a clip of another number station. This is called the Swedish Rhapsody number station. Now you know what that is, right? It sounds like really fast Morse code. Yeah, it's teletype. And somebody's broadcasting this, like constantly. What does it say? Do they know? N nobody knows. Nobody can decipher it. What's this? Same thing. Same signal. It's the, these are all recordings on the same from, from the, the same, same station. And this is from Sweden? Yeah. And they just play random sounds like this. They play random sounds. But this is this is one of like the songs that they play the most constantly, the Swedish Rhapsody. And I love how they say that's like th these radio signals are from unknown origins. How is it unknown if it comes from Sweden? Isn't that known? Yeah, like we're Just numbers, and then it just it goes like back. a child saying that. Right. I'm not gonna lie; that creeped me out just a little bit. Yeah. Is that German? Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, it, it's like, and it actually sounds like that. You're, it's not a distortion. No, that's how it's broadcast. That's how, that's how it's received. And they don't. Again, this is one of those things where they don't know where it's coming from. They just know it's coming from somewhere in Sweden. Well, you got a real, yeah. It's well, the thing it's called it's called the uh, the Swedish Rhapsody number oh. station because it plays the Swedish Rhapsody. 
but they don't know where it originates from. Um, it says it says right here. Like they know for a fact the last one that you played, um, the first one. I the the say, first one came comes from Russia. It's it's somewhere in Russia. Okay, it's somewhere in Russia. I you know it's moments like these I wish that my father was here so he would explain how do you how you triangulate to get the location. You need three radio receivers with a parabolic dish, and they all point in specific directions. It's like if I'm pointing my dish in a direction, I tell you which that which direction that dish is pointing in, and then um, you are pointing your dish and and you know what direction. The signal is coming from and a third person um, can point you need at least you need at least three people to triangulate and find out where a station is coming from we know one of these number stations comes from the Soviet Union but there are some that are on some um, frequencies that because the signal is constantly bouncing off the ionosphere it's hard to pinpoint it's hard to track down and it was just like the thing is is that somebody is using up electricity and somebody is using up a lot of time to broadcast these. Well, why? Mm. I mean, it was like, of course, you think that, oh, it's for nefarious purposes. They're constantly being broadcast. Well, why? And why change? And why read off random numbers? And the numbers always are, are always changing. Let me see if I can play another one here and, 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 and um, see if I can get something that's even creepier. Oh, yes, please do. Well, I'm sitting in the house. Bible, well, I got my dog right here, but and like last time I have all the lights on. This is another one. This one is called the Lincolnshire Poacher. Somebody's just playing these like these signals. Here we go. Here's listen to this part. Three nine seven one five. 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 Three nine seven one. Like is I I wonder if that's an electronic voice or if it's a real person. If it's a real person, somebody actually said that, and like like you said, for what purpose? Exactly, and of course, and that's the mystery. It could be just, you know, oh, I heard this one. I want to make a, I want to broadcast a signal that has weird music and some numbers. I mean. Well, here's the thing. You and I are both married. We both we, we both have wives that we have to report to, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So the thing is, is that we have a, qu a koi fish pond, mm -hmm. okay? And it has a pump and it has a UV filter and they use up electricity. Yes. Okay? And the thing is, is that I have to justify to my wife, why are we running the UV filter? Right now, the mm -hmm. thing is, is that it was just like I can say it's to keep the water clean for the fish, and that all that almost makes sense. It's not really for the fish; it's for me, so I can see the fish. Right. Okay. But the thing is, is that okay? You're a ham radio operator, and 
I think there's a 50-50 chance that it's like if you're a ham operator over the age of, let's say, 25, you have a wife to report to. Am I, am I correct? Uh, you could. I mean, you could well, be signaled, okay. but... Let's, right, you're, oh, you're going to be answering to somebody. You, you answer, well, regardless, you answer to the electric company, don't you? If you don't answer to your wife, who who takes care of the bills, you're taking you're answering to the electric company. Right. You have to justify why are you running this signal twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year, where you play this ridiculous tone, and. Every once in a while, a woman will get on the air and just like read these read these numbers. Are they always the same numbers, or are they different? I think that according to some of the websites, because the thing is, I don't sit here and constantly listen to the number station. But the thing is, is that a lot of people do say, uh, "Yeah, no, the numbers change." Why would you? Why would you pay that expense? That means that even, you, even if somebody's doing it for free. It's like, why would you take the time out of your day to do this? You got to get a transmitter. You at least need a transmitter. You need an antenna. You need the land or the property to set up the antenna. And broadcasting a, a radio signal, that, that takes electricity. And if, unless, of course, you have a field of solar panels, that's, that costs money. Mm-hmm. So that's the mystery. And I would love to be able to know what other people's theories are. So do you have a, a scary sound? I sent you a link. Um, I haven't, uh, I remember this one. I haven't listened to this particular recording yet, so. Well, let's, let's, um, let's give it a listen here. Okay. It was a remote high mountain area, and uh, I was aware that there had been some strange goings on. Okay, I'm just going to just tell the people, this is from a clip of a, a History Channel special. Uh, should we tell people what the name of the clip is, Doug, or should we just let people guess? Well, I think they're going to explain it. If you if you skip to just the clip, we'll have them guess. But if 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 you play the rest of it, they'll it'll talk about what it is. So I'm going to try and skip ahead. Okay. Later on that evening, after it grew dark, well, uh, I was tired from the hike in, and I uh, had begun to doze off. When all of a sudden, uh, I was awakened by some strange sounds. It was very startling. I uh, uh, didn't yeah, know what no to kidding. think. Uh, I had very mixed emotions. On one hand, I was wondering, well, could somebody possibly be out there doing it, uh, some human being? And on the other hand, uh, viscerally, my uh, knees were shaking and my uh, insides were turning a bit. And I was wondering uh, if maybe what I was hearing was some creature that was uh, stranger than anything that we knew. I'm actually going to play another clip that's linked to this. Let's see if that is a little better or, or not. It's called okay. Sasquatch Vocalizations. Bigfoot Howl Screams, Sequoia National Park. That could be anything, though. I'm going to play the one you just mentioned. 
The sound you hear is what some experts claim to be a Bigfoot scream. Recorded in the state of Washington by a group of campers in 1971, it is regarded as the highest quality audio of the creature ever captured. So I, th I, th I think we caught just enough of the Bigfoot noises. So what do you think? Is there really a Bigfoot? And if you heard that, what would you think? What would, you, what would be your reaction? And keep in mind, I have heard some weird things. But. Absolutely. And I think maybe we could probably, um, in post, add, I'll find some more sounds we could kind of throw in there. But generally speaking, I have heard um, from what seem to be legitimate sources, legitimate meaning the people presenting the recordings don't seem to be um, trying to pull one over. They seem to be truly presenting what they actually recorded. Um, now, what that sound is, I don't know. Um, I've been, I was, I grew up in Colorado. I spent a lot of time in the mountains. Yeah. I've never seen a Bigfoot. I, to my knowledge, never heard a Bigfoot. But with that said, even in a state like Colorado, which is pretty big, um, it's there. It, you can be. I was very familiar with the mountains and the woods around where I lived in my general area. Granted, there's a lot of a lot of wilderness in Colorado, but my area, I had I had a pretty good handle on it. And still, there were things that where like I would still come across a new path or um, uh, a new area that I had never uh, seen. I'm like, oh, I didn't know this was here, you yeah. know, and yeah. it's an area that I'm familiar with. So if that can happen, and I know that there are bears in Colorado. I've I lived in Colorado 25 years yeah I've never once seen a bear and I spent a lot of time in the woods I never once saw a bear but I know they're there I'd never saw a bear I never saw uh, bear tracks I never saw a dead bear but I know for a fact they're there because other people hunt them and have seen them my wife has seen them I just never have so if I've never seen something that is in fact living there how how hard is it to extrapolate that i've never seen something that may be there you know what i mean i've never seen a bigfoot but i've also never seen a bear yeah and and uh... and they're both big noisy hairy by all accounts or by some accounts lumbersome and you know like if if they're passing through the woods, you're gonna know that they're there. They're, they they don't tiptoe through the forest, and you know they're gonna make noise just because of their size. But since I've never seen a bear, that doesn't mean they don't exist. It just means I haven't seen one. And me yeah. being the skeptic, that doesn't never having seen a bigfoot or a dead bigfoot or bigfoot tracks doesn't disprove that it doesn't exist. Let me just add one thing here. Um, I. I've seen bears in the wilderness in their natural environment, not in zoos, but in out in the woods. Cause I hike with my family 
several times a week. And there is an old rail trail here nearby. And there were three bears, just like Goldilocks, Mama Bear, Papa Bear, Baby Bear. And they just like walked like right across the trail. Like it was just like, oh, geez, where the hell did all these humans come from? And it was just like, it was, it was quite an experience. And the heart beating out of my chest and like that. I'm scared for my family. And I'm sure that the bears were more scared of us than we were of them. But it was just like, okay, now here's the question. Do you believe me when I say that I saw a bear or three? Absolutely. Okay, why would I lie about that? You wouldn't. Why? Not that I know of. I mean, you could, absolutely you could be, but you would have no, I would have no reason to believe that you are. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and I'm not embellishing the story. I'm not saying I wrestled like one of the bears or anything like that. And, and I have a bear claw or a bear tooth mounted on my mantle here that you can't see because this is a podcast. Well, why would I lie about that? Mm-hmm. And you have these people who were saying, hey, listen, I, 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 somebody explain this to me. I saw this and they described Bigfoot or they uh, described Sasquatch. And it was just like, why would you lie about that? Why would you make that story up? And it was just like, because the thing is, is that it's like, unless there's something wrong with you, it's like if you're touched in the melon, then there's something, you know, there's no, there's no gain. There's, I don't think there's any money to be made by saying, hey, I saw a Sasquatch. If anything, there you have everything to lose. You got everything to lose. Because so, people are going to think, like you said, you're, you, you got a soft melon and yeah. that you got some problems or you want the attention or whatever it is and i've seen video and i've watched you know documentaries and i've listened to audio not extensively but it is even though i like we've discussed i'm a skeptical believer i still enjoy um the the possibility of the unknown being something greater than myself out of my own understanding and Sometimes you can watch one of these shows and sort of tell that the person uh, presenting the information is maybe, maybe I'm just being um, unfair, but you can sort of sometimes tell that I, I just don't believe it. It's just something about maybe it's the way the show was edited or the way the person presents it. I just don't believe it. Here's and the there same, are other yeah. times where you can see an interview with, with somebody and they are earnestly you know they they are earnest in in their attempt to tell you this is what i actually experienced now again it's what they experienced it doesn't mean that it is a bigfoot it could have been a bear or something else completely different but they just perceived it to be a bigfoot and that could be if we're talking about that it could possibly be bigfoot we also have to be honest with ourselves and say it could also possibly be nothing yeah. And just something either uh something natural but altogether different than Bigfoot or something in their imagination. Not that they're making it up, but just that their mind tricks on them. When in the in the trees, the wind blowing through the trees and they saw a dark shape, they could have just saw it. And I don't I don't blame them for that, but it just could they could be a victim of the circumstance. But whatever it is, they believe yeah. that that is what they saw. And there are certain people where I don't think they're lying. I think they truly believe what they saw. Again, what it actually is, I don't know. But those are the people that you have to give 
credit to because they believe what they saw is potentially Bigfoot and they are risking their reputation and putting themselves out there to be ridiculed knowingly they're going to be ridiculed for something that could potentially be nothing but they believe that it is something here's a great audio clip and i want you to hear this and i want you to tell me what you think it is just to prove a point i hope this is a good good clip Now, now what is that? Hmm. See, now I'm um, knowing that I, I, cause I haven't heard that clip before, Yeah. but knowing that I have to guess what it is, my mind is racing in a thousand different directions of what it could be. Yeah. I don't know. It's a fox. I, 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 it's a fox. What? It's a fox. fox. But the thing is, is that when you're living out in the middle of the woods and you hear that. I would that, have guessed that was a bird. To be yeah. honest with you, because I have a bird as as you do, and uh, they can make some pretty they make loud some pretty weird and incredibly noises. weird noises. Yeah, and it I was never would have guessed that was a fox. The first night that we heard that when we were here, um, uh, we thought somebody was just outside making weird noises. They also make they also make this other noise, and um, I can't find an audio clip for it, but it, it sounds like a woman crying. Out in the woods, in the middle of the woods. That's disturbing. It is disturbing. And the thing is... Especially like, because you live out in the middle of the woods. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like when you... When you call when you call nine one one, there's an answering machine. <laughs> That's not really true, but it's partially true. But I mean, yeah, and it was just like, I know a lot of people would say that it's like when they hear this, what they think is a woman crying out in the woods, you'd think that that would be like uh, a banshee or something like that. That's where that, right. those legends come from. So let's move on. Do we have another scary noise? I won't say what it is apparently takes place in some place that I've been many numbers of times. So let's, I'll send this to you and see what you think. Okay, I do have to put in a disclaimer right away. This is from a famous or a crowd favorite TV show. After listening to the clip, I, I do have to disclose where it's from. But here we go. Yeah, sure. You heard? I heard that. Jay and I were down the employee passageway and uh, we started hearing a voice. We heard a hello, like a female hello. Hello? You hearing the voices? Yeah. Just said hello, hello. I know. I heard it. Who are you? Shh. There it is again. I got it on audio. You do? You want to see if I can hear it? Yeah. Listen. As we said hello and we tried to communicate back, it said other things that we really need to analyze and see what it did say. 
Oh my gosh, what is going on? There was a laugh. And then what sounded like some creepy laughter. And it was from right around us. It didn't sound like it was coming from out, out in the hallway or above us. It sounded like it was like right in there. Yeah, but how could it be? And we instantly ran out there and tried to look both ways. And there's no one else down here. It's just us and, uh, and a cameraman. Yeah. I just heard it again. Yeah. This basement's a pretty, pretty wild area. All right, so this perfect place to stop that. Mm-hmm. Um, so here you have two guys from Ghost Hunters. This is from the episode Ghost Hunters. And the name of the clip is Ghost Hunters, the Stanley Hotel Tunnel Hello Voice. And the Stanley Hotel is a famous hotel in uh, Estes Park, Colorado, which uh, the hotel was made famous in the movie The Shining. That was that that uh, that movie. Uh, if if I remember correctly, was supposed to take place. I don't know if I don't remember if they call it the Stanley in the um, in in the movie, but that's the hotel in Colorado where they filmed it. Yeah, and um, the idea that they were actually able to capture some some audio like that, and um, so you have two guys and a cameraman. Well, oh, three guys. Uh, the two hosts of the show and the cameraman who are in these crawl spaces and they hear somebody saying hello over and over and over again. Right. And and, and then other, other stuff. Uh, other Yeah. And other ghost hunter type shows that I've seen, the audio is always very similar. It's, it's very um, whatever it is that the thing is, whatever it is that's making the noise. Right. Is it seems to be very distant and slightly unclear right like um it, it it's never very sharp because i guess the idea is if it's if it's coming from uh elseworlds then um you know it's it's got a long way to travel before it gets to the microphone so it's going to be a little unclear but i out of all the ghost hunters episodes i've ever seen that has been one that i think is most clearly something that I don't think you could easily explain unless of course there's a woman somewhere off camera going hello hello Eric Charles I will did say you that I don't know I don't know I've I, I've seen ghost hunters I don't know how um valid of a show it is or if they've been um uh if they I had I had read something or heard something I don't know if it was this show but it was one of those shows where they might have been um uh, shown to be faking certain things, so yeah. whenever something like that happens, it, it it casts a shadow over um, others that are truly trying to do some, you know, quote unquote legitimate research. Uh, with, with that being said, whether this is real or not, I don't know. But all, like I said, all the video that I've heard that is similar sounds like this, so it's worth talking about that. The you know, it it could be many things. I was just scrolling down through the questions, and one lady says, uh, "I've heard cats sounding like that," and that is true. I've heard cats like like wow wow wow, making kind of sounds like that that sound like they're talking, or dogs that say "I love you" when they right. howl. Yeah, and 
it could be just a howl that sounds like that, or it could be that they're trying to mimic us. I don't know. Um, so there are ways that this can be, I think, easily explained. However, not have being not have not being there and taking it at face value that it is a recording that they made and it's not of uh, an animal making that noise or something else. You know, I don't know. I mean, it 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 seems that these people like ghost hunters and people that do these investigations tend to capture sounds like this somewhat regularly and it i would like to do that myself just to see if i could capture a noise not to show not to see that look okay i got my own sound but just to it makes me want to do it simply to see if i can get it done you know yeah what do you think no oh you name the haunted place i'll show up with the audio equipment we should do that even if it's in like may of next year or something you know because ghosts don't only show up in halloween you know if they're indeed real but it's like uh i would i would like to think that if if ghosts or spirits or demons or all all of the above if they exist and that there are a lot of people out there with audio equipment, video equipment, trying to research this, you know, because of the, the, the ghost hunter TV show phenomenon and the, all the other shows that it has spawned. It's like, I would think that they would have some really solid, uh, evidence recorded and maybe they do. And I just don't know about it, but that's something that I think is a, that would be a good follow up to this. Oh, oh, I, I, absolutely. You could find that, and maybe post it on, on the. Uh, we'll post it on the forum. I'm trying to see. There's another one. Here, let's see. Uh, scariest real demon caught video. Yeah, voices caught on tape using Ghost Box. What's Ghost Box? It's just a device. I think looks freaky though. EVPs that we caught live on our investigation at the Christchurch Priory in England. When you listen to these EVPs. You're going to hear my name's Glenn come up. Now, if, if you go back from episode one, which we done two years ago, all the way through to episodes, that the ghost box does work. Because why would we have our name at a fast pace? These EVPs never fail to impress me. Hey, Glenn. Yeah, it's a Glenn. Are we in any danger? It just said it stopped me. Are you making me want to walk this way? Yeah, just the thing is, is these guys like walking around with this audio recorder and it's just saying, Glenn, 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 but it's got me. Could, that could be fake. It certainly could be fake, and it'd be very. That's the, the thing about nowadays, is that stuff like that has been easy to fake for a very long time, actually. Um, but nowadays, it's so easy to um, not only fake it, but even if you're trying to, whether it's a video or an audio sample, 
Sorry, there was a weird noise outside that just scared the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason why I have one light here in the room. Uh, part of the problem is looking at video clips. I also I can also see like they have like creepy looking thumbnails for the you know pictures, and that 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 doesn't help any. But um, it's it's easy to fake video and audio, whatever you want to do. Um, you can make yeah. it sound all scratchy and weird and ethereal and everything, and it seems legit, but it isn't. But with our technology. It's also very easy, even if you're trying to legitimately capture uh, video or audio of otherworldly things, with all of our technology, there's a lot of interference. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. There's so much in the there's so much in the airwaves that whatever you're doing, and we've had that problem here on the on this podcast where we have audio interruptions and weird signals coming through the lines and it sounds funny sometimes because of there's so much technology not just in what we're physically using but all around us that there's so much interference and who knows that you're not tapping into some some data stream or some radio wave somewhere and it's it's part of an actual broadcast that's saying those things Glenn's got me or whatever it was saying yeah. that you're not getting some of that even if there is nobody else in the house or you've vetted everything out and all the windows are closed and everything is, you know, set up proper, you can still get interference by unseen things that aren't ghosts. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to disprove it all, but to get to the bottom of whether these things are real or not, you have to try your best to um, make sure that what you're getting is uh, a clean sample and that you at least put it in your head that this could be just because there's nobody in the house and all those things and it's 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 a clear area that it still could be interference from something else that you can't see yeah well here's a here's a sound now this is an audio clip <laughs> and i have to preface this by saying that full disclosure um, my father is a ham radio buddy of Art Bell. And I'm going to play a clip from uh, one of Art Bell's shows. And I, well, I actually heard this the first time when it happened uh, live. Because um, I used to work straight through the night um, stuffing circuit boards together. And uh, all sorts of other things that I used to. I used to like work all sorts of night shifts, whatever would pay the bills. I would do any kind of strange, odd jobs. With the caveat is... I got to be allowed to listen to the radio and I got to be able to listen to Art Bell. And when I heard this, this freaked me out. And I said, this has got to be fake. This has got to be staged. Um, and a lot of people have put this on their top 10 or top 20 scariest things ever recorded. I'm going to play this for you cold. I'm not going to tell you what the subject is other than the fact that it's from uh, a really old episode of Art Bell. Okay, and I used to love listening to Art Bell as well. All right. Again, it was just a good show, so go ahead. Yes. Hi. Um, I, I, I don't have a whole lot of uh, time. Um, 
Well, look, let's begin yeah. by finding out whether you're using this line properly or not. Uh, Area 51. Yeah, um, that's right. Were you an employee or are you now? Uh, I, a former employee. Former um, employee. I, I, I was let go on a medical discharge about a week ago, and and <laughs> I, I've kind of been running a, across the country. Um, oh man, I don't know where to start. They're uh, they're, they're going to um, they'll triangulate on this position really, really soon. So um, you can't spend a lot of time on the phone. So give us something quick. Okay. Um. Um. Okay, what what we're thinking of as as aliens are they're uh, they're they're extra dimensional beings that an earlier precursor of the um, space program made contact with uh, they they are not what they claim to be uh, they have infiltrated a lot of uh, uh, a lot of aspects of of, of military establishment, particularly the Area 51, uh, the, the disasters that are coming, they, the, the military, I'm sorry, the, the government knows about them, and there's a lot of safe areas in this world that they could begin moving the population to now, Art. But they're not doing, they're not doing anything. They are not, they want the major population centers wiped out so that the, the few that are left will be more easily controllable. Discharge. <laughs> okay. So what, I, what, I, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to pause this. I'm going to just sort of read what it says. So when we were listening to this, the first time around, um, all the local radio stations lost the signal from the Art Bell show. After this little bit of confusing when, noise. I'm sorry, when was it originally broadcast? Do you remember? I, I, uh, late 90s. Okay, go ahead. All right. So I'm, I'm going to put, so right now it's saying um, lost satellite. And then you're going to hear some weird commotion, and then you're going to hear some music, and then Art Bell tries to explain what happened. So, transmission lost. And there's just buzz, just background noise. There's right. nothing. How else. how long is this real time? In terms of like this, I, this isn't compressed for time. I think this is real time. Okay. This so is the, uh, this is how I remember it. So this dead air was the same time as it was as if you were yep. listening live. So, and if you know the Art Bell Show. That's the theme song. Yeah, this is the theme song. So if you know this this music, you know this is the music that Art Bell plays at the beginning of every show. Top of the hour. Right. I don't know. It has to be something, though. Well, did you hear... Now, you tell me, because you were listening. That was awful strange. There was a really weird guy on the air when it went off? Yeah. Real weird out. Like, uh, going... Sort of sort of sounding paranoid? Yeah. Like crying and everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 And how far into the conversation was it when, when it went off? Just a couple... About 15, 20 seconds. 
I'd say. Oh, you, like you, you guys missed, you, you really missed the call then, and I've got a feeling somebody didn't want you to hear it. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it was really strange. All of a sudden, I'm hearing Mark Furman. And when I, when That's I right. Well, the network, the network, of course, went immediately to a backup tape while we... So I'm just going to interject here and just kind of clear things up. According to Art Bell, after the silence, there was actually more things that the caller told Art Bell. Um, and I, I don't know if Art Bell elaborated it on it or not. But the, the impression that I get is that there's more to the conversation that we were actually able to hear. Mm -hmm. Tried to figure out what blew up here. Uh-huh. So that's what you heard happen. Uh-huh. And then we're now on a backup link system uh-huh uh to be on the air at all right now so well i'm telling you am i on the air right now you're on the air right now well you all better right. be yes <laughs> and uh where are you by the way i'm in michigan michigan yeah i called the other night and uh i wanted to ask two things real quick well, i wanted to say one thing and i wanted to ask another real quick i wanted to ask if you could play that um remote viewing uh one when you were in while you go to egypt yes and also i wanted to know uh uh all this uh, stuff about, like, uh, Area 51, if it's, like, the government's trying to put it out there like that, so, like, some other place isn't being watched as much. In other words, it's a big decoy. I see what you're saying. Aaron, apparently, we'll be back after the news, I think. He lost all transmit capability. Now he's, now he's explaining it. Here in Nevada, the transmitter went belly up suddenly. For some unknown reason. I've never seen it do this in all the years, all the years that we've been on the air. I have never seen the transmitter in this way just simply fail, a massively fail, like a massive heart attack or some kind. And so we have gone to a backup system to get the si signal to you right now, and I presume it is getting to you right now. Totally. And that's the end of the clip. So. Have you done any more research as to what was said in the portion that we couldn't hear after? This guy was just talking about how he was working at Area 51 and that there are things that were going on behind the scenes that if we knew what was going on, we would be totally freaking out, demanding answers from all of our politicians. And then from what I understand, from all the reading that I've done, is that all the stations lost the satellite signal and they could not play the Art Bell show as it was being carried live. And then a couple of minutes later, the whatever backup system they had, whereas is like um, the radio show is transmitted to all these stations via satellite. And apparently, like, and I'm using air quotes when I say the satellite went out. The backup system that they were using was landline, T1 line. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Art Bell could hear what the other caller was saying, and then that phone call got disconnected. And that there's another clip. I can't seem to find it, but the thing is, is that there's a clip where um, the guy is having this conversation with Art Bell, and then you hear the noise of somebody breaking down a door, and he's being, and you can tell that he's being wrestled to the ground. The guy that was the uh, the original guy. The, that was the guy that was freaking speaker. out. Okay. And then the the call ended. And it was just like, oh, okay, was that a hoax? Could have been. It could have been because Art Bell's, a, if you're into the paranormal at all or things that go bump in the night or UFOs 
or whatever it is, you've heard of Art Bell. Um, if if you accidentally listen to radio, you know, early in the morning or late at night, you've heard Art Bell. So he's a he's he, he's a known entity, and I would um, find it. I could see how someone could find it very appealing to pull off a hoax like this to, you know, kind of, you know, bring this up and to, and it would be easy to do, you know, even back in the nineties, you know, all you do is make the, now the part about the, the radio station going out and having to go to a landline uh, backup system that I, I can't, that I can't explain. So either, um, but the, the, the caller end of the, of the program that's easy to fake if it indeed was faked um then it would lead one to believe that if it is fake that art bell was in on it simply because why would he then uh autom- you know suddenly have his station go out and then you know claim all that so either he's in on it or he isn't and if he isn't then the call would seem to be legitimate because it would be too much of a coincidence for Art Bell to fake his radio station going out at the same time somebody was calling in with a hoax. You know what I mean? With with a hoax story. So either they were in on it together or they weren't. And if they weren't, that means that it would be legitimate. Yeah, and the thing is is that my wife and I were actually talking about this whole aspect um, of hoaxes and everything that's been going on in the news lately. And, and um, this is all brought up by somebody had... Um, asking the question, I think I think you you asked the same question at, uh, on the on the same day, talking about could some of the news stories, and we're not going to get into this now. Could some of the news stories be false flag operations? Could this could the news be manufactured so that the government would get its way and get what it wants from the American people? And yes, we had that conversation ourselves. We had that conversation. And the thing is, is that dialing it back to um, the review that I wrote about um, Witness to Roswell, ignore for a second that it is um, the MacGuffin in this book is the Roswell um, incident. Forget that there were aliens involved. Just ranchers discovered two crash sites. And let's just focus just on the fact that there were crash sites. We won't talk about whether or not it was experimental aircraft or weather balloons or whatever. They came across this crash site. And Mm -hmm. it it turned the town upside down for about three or four days. They they legitimately found something. They legitimately, that's the only thing that you can say that is absolutely, totally true about this news story. They found something, whether it was this, whether it was a top secret spy program material, whatever, whatever. And the thing is, the and it g- could have been exactly what the government said. It could have been a weather balloon. Oh yeah. It, it could have. That's the mystery behind it. We know they found something because it was in the papers. They well, took pictures of it, of something, and that could have been part of the cover up too, if there was indeed a cover up. But they they found something. Why would the government? spend all this time going to people's houses, turning people's houses upside down, looking for crash debris, and going to people who had already talked about what they saw at Roswell. And they said, if you ever talk about Roswell to anybody ever again, we will, mm-hmm. we will kill you, we will kill your parents, we will kill your children, 
and we will kill your neighbors. You talk about this to anybody, you're through. We can put you in a cage somewhere, and we will never let you out. The, the Bill of Rights was thrown out the door. Oh, yeah. It, was, it, it, it just ceased to exist in this little town of Roswell. The government used its muscle to scare the crap out of people from ever talking about Roswell. For what reason? Why the hell? We don't know. They Wh- found something. What that something is, again, we don't know. And it was potentially just, had something to hide. Well, I mean, the thing is, going on the preference of the book mm-hmm. is that the entire preference of the book is that let's not talk about whether or not it was aliens for almost the entire book. Let's talk about the government's reaction to what happened. Right, because clearly something happened, and they right. they tried to stop whatever it was that happened from getting out. Exactly, whatever it was, it, whatever it was, and and the entire notion is that. Uh, well, if well, that couldn't happen today because if something like that happened, not, I am convinced that there is a big, huge red button somewhere. Whereas, if news was getting out about something that the government didn't want us to know about, they, I think that that the government has the ability to push this big, huge red button and shut off the internet in the event of, um. Let's just say Joe Biden gets really super drunk and starts talking about Roswell aliens and what you mean, he, you mean last Tuesday, last Tuesday. OK. All right. And the thing is, is that people have recordings of Joe Biden talking about just seeing crash debris. And he and like and somebody really high up showing just full disclosure. And it was just they and for whatever reason, the government does not want people to know. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that they have the ability to instantly shut down the internet as fast as they have to. Or shut down all communications in some way, shape, or form. I don't think they could shut it down completely. I don't think that they have the ability to shut down all the satellites and and the telecommunications from all around the world. I think that they could shut it down pretty quickly, certain aspects of it, if they had to. I might be wrong. I might be way off base. I don't know. I mean, that's a legitimate, I think, something to to think about, but I don't know. I mean... Um, it's scary to think about, though. It is. It's, 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 and that's what is so appealing with some of this stuff is that the... Um, uh, the, the, the allure of this is that you know, our own government is the bad guy with the black helicopters. And like you said, from that, you know, previous recording, uh, the guy running from the man and uh, trying to uh, just get the, 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 the truth out for the people. And we want that. But I don't know. Is that possible? Sure. The government's a big, a big entity with a lot of, a lot of, uh, long-reaching arms in many aspects of our lives so anything is possible i don't know part of me doesn't want to believe it but part of me says um they're too big not to do that exactly um with with roswell what you're talking about before if it was nothing if it was i mean a lot of people have come forward again saying like you were just mentioning previous that if if you open your mouth, everything you know will be gone. Yeah. 
we will not only take care of you, but we'll take every take care of everything else that possibly could be considered connected to you to make sure that this stays quiet. Um, that I've heard that time and time again from many different people, different kinds of people, men and women, makes no difference. A lot of people have said that, that have had some sort of connection to the original Roswell incident in 47 or Area 51 since. Yeah. Um, now, they could be exaggerating. I don't know. They could be telling the truth. I don't know. But uh, it's enough to keep you up at night. It's enough to keep you up at night and uh, enough to go. A lot of people are saying this. I'm not saying that what they're saying is true because, I again, I don't know. But c clearly, at least to me, being the skeptic, clearly part of it, there is some truth to what they're saying. You know, there 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 is such a thing as collective uh, psychosis, you know, where yeah. you like this group of people just are not crazy. They're just hallucinating this they're imagining this this fantasy collectively and but there has to be some if you know if a thousand people are, are claiming this happened it might be fake it, it 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 might be not completely true is what i meant to say but there is some level of truth to it yeah and just like in 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 roswell could have been an alien craft that crashed. Could have been an experimental, uh, you know, Earth man-made ship. It could have been a weather balloon. It could have been any number of things that people have already talked about or something brand new that we haven't thought of yet. Could it have been? Whatever a, it was. Yeah. Could it have? They covered something up. They tried to keep it quiet. By they, I mean the government. One of uh, my favorite theories was for the longest time is and if you know anything about Project Paperclip, we, we retrieved a lot of not only Nazi scientists, but a lot of experiments, a lot of prototypes. Yes. And one of my favorite theories was that some sky jockey got a hold of a prototype Nazi jet and he took it out of um, Roswell Air Base, Army Air Base. And flew it around, and he kind of lost control, and he crashed it in the desert. And, well, we don't want the Russians to know that we captured this right underneath their noses. So they concocted this alien story. And people bought it because who had ever seen a jet flying wing at that point? Nobody. Nobody. So, anyway, we're going to move on here. I got one clip here. It is a 911 clip. It's a 911 recording, and we already we already talked about Sasquatch or Bigfoot. But here is here's a call that I think I think this is probably one of the scariest 911 calls I have ever heard. Not the scariest I've made, but the scariest I've heard. Where's one or something crawling around out here? Did you see what it was? Was it a person or an animal? Or I can't tell. All I know is that my sensor light came on, and I just happened to glimpse and see this thing running across the yard. Uh, a good-sized man, or something that looks like a man. I don't know what it was, just that it ran across the yard. Okay. You've had problems in the neighborhood before? Yeah, my dog was killed here just recently. I don't know what it was. Whatever it is, it's running. I couldn't catch it if I was going to chase it. So whatever it was, it was standing up. I'm out here looking through the window now, and I don't see anything. I don't want to go outside. Jesus Christ, you better... Sir? Sure. Hello? Get 
somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine, I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh-oh. Okay, hang on. He's right Is he in your yard, sir? Yeah, God, he's big. Okay, what's he doing in your yard? He's looking at me. Oh, and the guy is on foot. Just... I don't know. what. It, it's, it's a big, real big person. That's all I can say. Okay, but it is a, it is a person. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it was a person, somebody really big. But he's all in black. He's... Is he a black male or a white male? Did you actually see whether, or was he just wearing black? He's all black and he's big. He is big. Well... Where is that from? Does it say like what part of the country? Oh, um, let me, yeah. Let me get back to that clip. Um, <clears throat> why can't we do these things at two o'clock in the afternoon? I don't know why. Why? Why does it have to be quarter to ten at night when it's dark outside? Kitsap Peninsula, Washington State, nineteen ninety. Can Can you spell the name of the town, please? K I T. S-A-P. I think it's Kitsap. Kitsap Peninsula. I mean, it may not even be Bigfoot. No, might not be. Huh. Uh, what do you think? Well, I mean, the thing, I think it's a legitimate call. It, it sounds legitimate. It sounds like it's, a, it, it's a legitimate know, call. It sounds legitimate. It could just be this big dude just wandering in people's backyards. I mean, there's the thing. Here's the thing that really throws me off is that everybody has some kind of recording device in their pocket at all time. I, w I would say at least 75% of the people have something in their pocket that could record audio or video. Some, everybody here in the United States, I think almost... I would venture to say 90%. I'm going to say 90% of everybody over the age of 18 has a cell phone to record audio or visual. And if you heard something like that, if or it's like if you heard some horrible noise or if you saw something horrible, would your instinct be to whip out your cell phone and try and record it? Or would you just be so damn terrified you couldn't Depends even... Depends on what it was. I would like to think I would have the wherewithal to document it for my own sanity just so, just so I can show myself that what I saw was actually what I saw and not something in my head. But um, golly, I don't know. I mean, if I was that guy, I hate to sound like a, you know, a stereotypical... No, I don't hate to sound like it because I'd be protecting myself and my family, but I would definitely have gone for my gun yeah. you know at just just to have it in case because if it's if what that guy was experiencing really happened whether it was just a a, a goofball in a you know a hairy costume or something else that is completely explainable running somebody running around the neighborhood or if it was legitimately a a creature of unknown origin whether it was a bear standing up i mean i don't know i would think that he would know what a, i mean if it was big enough if it was close enough that he saw what he saw then i would assume i can only assume that it would be close enough that he could determine whether it was a bear or not yeah yeah and um and you know because bears can stand up straight i've seen videos of bears that are they are walking just they look like people in bear suits really but yeah, I've never, I've, I've never seen that, but I, I trust you. I believe you. Mm -hmm. 
I, I I've seen it like you know news footage and you know trail cams and stuff bears and then after you know so many yards the thing goes back down on all fours and lumbers off. All right, I've seen it. Yeah, but it's not natural for them, so they don't do it. So it could be that, but he sounds pretty clear that that whatever it was was what he saw. What he described, it seems like that's what he saw. And it, 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 it doesn't seem like a mistaken identity. No. Um, especially the, the, the speed at which he said it moved. So I don't know. I don't know what I would do if that was me. Uh, I would like to think that I would have recorded it in some way. The one thing that we could get out of this, and I'll let you have that last word after I, after I say this. I think the one thing that we can get out of this, the one conclusion is that there's there's no conclusions to be made. I think the thing is is that there's so many weird things going on out there, but at the same time I think that for most part everything that we played I think that there's a valid explanation for everything except for the ghost hunters audio clip with the woman saying hello. I think that that's a legitimate, but go ahead. I don't know. I mean, I I, I agree with most of what you said. I think everything is explainable. Um, even the ghost hunters clip, I think that could, what it is, I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know what it was, but it could be any number of things. Like I said, the other night we had cats fighting outside. You've heard cats fight before. Oh yeah. They make horrible noises that sound like people screaming. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, um, it, it, it's, it's not. Just with that alone, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that it could have been a cat or an animal of some kind making a noise that sounds like hello. When you have a dog saying I love you or making a sound that says like I love you and it actually sounds like the dog is saying it, but clearly they're not. Or a bird that, you know, says, uh, you know, Polly want a cracker and it sounds like an actual voice. They don't know that they're saying that. They're just repeating a series of sounds that they've heard somebody say. Yeah. You know, so they're not really saying it. They're just repeating a sound. Um, it, it, it is explainable. If that's what that was, I don't know. I heard hello. Absolutely. But what made that sound, that's the mystery. And that's what keeps us coming back is that we don't know. We don't know what does makes those sounds, what makes that image on the video, what scared that guy on the 911 call. We don't know what it was, and that's what makes it fascinating. The unknown is, is, has been, and always will be a fascinating subject for people, whether Absolutely. it's in 2015 or the year 015 when they're around a campfire, you're trying to make sense of the world. The unknown will always be there and will always be fascinating. And hopefully we will be there to podcast about it in the future. All right, Doug. I this is this is such a great way to spend a Saturday night. I am going to let you go, and um, we will talk about this later. Sure. All right, pal. This time we featured the music by John Carpenter from his original movie Halloween. If you like the song, you can buy it on the page for this specific podcast, thefedorachronicles.com/podcast/episode-fifty-one.html. Since it's Halloween, October 31st, I'm going to just wrap this up really fast. Thank you for listening and get in touch with us and let us know what you liked about the show. 
be so <laughs> be safe and enjoy yourselves as always keep your chin up and your fedora on this is eric render king fisk signing off <laughs>